Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Empty Stands podcast. My name is Ibuka and with me here today we have Reward and Albert. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, Ibuka. I'm glad to be here once again. It's been um, exciting times um, as we count down to the World Cup. Lots of football activities. Um, glad we're done with the unnecessary friendly or glorified friendly matches. So <laughs> going back to back, EPL, UCL. Yeah, pretty interesting. Great to be here. Albert, how's it going? Yeah, it's really good. I'm actually really shocked that the World Cup is just around the corner. I think it's nicked, it just nicked up behind us, like literally. But yeah, I think it's going to be um, a moment where the entire world is unified. Like everyone is going to be glued to the TV, watching the games, and everybody is going to be talking about football. That's quite interesting. I agree with you, Albert. I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, my country, Nigeria, did not qualify, so we'll have to watch and support other African nations. Sorry, my country qualified. I can't relate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you guys going to do that thing where, oh, because you're here in Canada, Albert is in the Netherlands, you guys are no longer Nigerians now. All of a sudden, you're no longer Nigerians. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> Let me call your full yeah, government name on this podcast. We still need, need to support the country. And we might as well just support the countries that we reside in. So. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you guys would be supporting like a Senegal or something. Well, it's fine. It's fine. All right. So, guys, we're going to talk about um, Game Week 10, uh, which is more or less Match Week 9. Uh, because of that uh, break that we had with the queen's death so we'll talk about game week 10 what happened and also look forward to game week 11 um, which starts over the weekend but guys the first thing that we need to talk about is the arsenal versus liverpool game i was not expecting us not to win to be very honest like you know it's that thing of you know, Arsenal, yeah, they're playing well, but it's Liverpool now. They should be losing this. But somehow, Arsenal surprised me. They played really well. Um, Saka turned up, which I was also not expecting. But for Martinelli owners like myself, we we ate good. We ate good. I'm, I'm happy for us. Always eating good. Always yeah, always eating good. good yeah. Yo, how was the game for you? Um, I'll say it was, it was, well, I say it went as expected because um, the Arsenal of late, Arsenal of late have been a force to reckon with that. I think they're showing that their place at the top of the table is no fluke. Um, I don't know what Ateta has given his guys, but um, they're so, they've been, they've been on it right, right from get-go. Um, Right from the first minute, or I think it was like how many how many seconds that um, what's his name Martinelli scored that goal. It was a very early goal that um, that Arsenal scored by Martinelli, and you know, Albert. We've been talking about Trent, and Trent was kind of responsible for that. 
what are your thoughts on on this? I don't think he has been the player that he was last season. So I think it all sums up to the way Liverpool is going to play. They've lost uh, so many players. They haven't they haven't replaced those players. So that's really affecting their current output right now. Uh, we look at the injuries right now. I think Trent is injured right now. And that's taking all that toll on them after this last game. And we can't we can't stop and state that Arsenal hasn't been a force to reckon with this season. So we will need to let them ride this this goodwill they currently have right now, this luck, this excitement, the way they are playing is really, really good. And we need to let them ride it. That we don't think any team can take it away from them right now. So, Robert, I think it's a bit disrespectful to call it luck because um, they are top of the table and they've played literally almost everybody in the top four. I think except Chelsea. So I don't think it's I don't think it's down to luck anymore. They definitely have something going for them. I think we should give them the respect they deserve. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're saying it in bro. Like it's absolutely fantastic. I feel like it's eating your heart out just a little bit. <laughs> I feel like it's hurting you as you're saying it, but it's cool. But yeah, I think I don't know. Fortune favors the bold. And Arsenal is actually putting in the shift. Yeah, it might not be yeah. luck, but it's actually going well for them right now. And I actually love it because one, I have Martinelli in my team, and he's putting in the shift every day, and every single week, every single week he's putting in the shift. So, but one of the great excitements I had was watching United bounce back at. Goodson Park. I think the last game with City was quite disappointing, um, and love to see um, a United love to see a United side win. Despite the fact that I'm also a United fan, I also love what Ten Hag is building. Um, reward. What was your thought of that game? <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure what Ten Hag is building. Yet, I think he still needs more time to implement um, whatever it is he's trying to implement because um, I expected him to run through Everton. Yeah, I get Everton playing at home is no slouch. Like Frank Lampard has really been, he's been rock solid of late, um, especially at home. But um, with United, we're talking about here. So um, with the better players, I expected a bit more. It was sad to see. Martial gets injured yet again and I'm like because he was really someone I was considering I think I almost did get I almost got him but I started against against it last minute but he got the assist and went off injured again and we're like here we are again but yeah I think slowly surely United are going in the right direction um Ronaldo <laughs> what can we say about him I don't know he's he's Ronaldo so um, but it'll be interesting to see how going forward, how the team performs with Ronaldo. I don't know if Ten Hag will go with Ronaldo or Rashford. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it was it was a smooth victory, I guess. Yeah, Ronaldo is actually here right now. And I, I believe he has to make best of this situation, even if he's playing in the Europa League 
or any lower league that he finds himself playing. Another player that is actually following in his footsteps is Anthony. I don't know do you think Anthony is actually a better FPL asset than Rashford, Martial or Sancho? See, that, that's actually a big question. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. It's a very big question because I have Rashford and Rashford is not giving me the numbers that I'm looking for. And this is someone that's he's new to the league and what, he has three goals in three games and if you look at those three games, you're talking about um, you're talking about Arsenal, you're talking about Manchester City, and you're talking about um, Everton. Now, these are not very easy games, so we have to give it to to Anthony. He's finding ways to get on the score sheet, which is impressive. For me, I think I'm going to wait before I bring in Anthony. Um, looking at the price, uh, there are a couple of other players I'm looking at at the moment. So I want to see Anthony do it a bit more. It's not just a new player bounce. Cause we've seen some players come into the league and then they hit the ground running. And after a while, they, they calm down. So I'm just going to wait and see. But Anthony is definitely on my watch list. I'm definitely keeping a very close eye on him to see if he can make it to my team. Albert, I think I have an unpopular opinion about Anthony. Um, you can call it hate, but... <laughs> we don't hate. We don't hate. We don't hate. I think, um, aside the goal he scored against Man City, all his other goals are just glorified tappings. And... That's all. That's all from Anthony, really. He just waits for the right moment. Or he's he's always there, and he just taps in the ball with his left foot. So it's really nothing special. I don't see anything special, really. He hasn't created any assists. He doesn't create chances. So it's just being there at the right time to score those tapping. So what what else is there, really? Like reward hitter spirit is very obvious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think Van Nistelrooy had a career built on just tappings, literally. And I'm not saying Anthony is a top striker, but he's pulling in the shift, literally. My guy scores, scores the tappings and he's acting like he's 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 a <laughs> so, Okay, I think the same. <laughs> The same way Paul Scholes said he's like a one-trick pony, that like he just goes from the right side and curves the ball in. Like maybe he might be found out by the next players or next um, team that he plays with. But I believe he's going to evolve. Like it's not easy. Three goals in three games is definitely not easy. Like he might shock us and literally live up to his price tag. But I, I think the season is still long. So I think fingers crossed we'll watch it. Um, another exciting, another exciting thing about the week was actually watching Chelsea win their games from both Premier League and the UCL. And I was quite surprised. Um, I think reward. I believe, I believe Chelsea has had a, a very turbulent season, but right now they seem like they are steady and stable. Is Graham Potter doing something different? 
Well, his his name might not be Harry, but I think the magic is there regardless. Um, <laughs> the match, the game against um, Wolves, I think that was just like a Diego Costa testimonial because those guys didn't come to play at all. It was, it was a stroll in the park. We literally used our reserves and came up with three goals. Potter is definitely doing... I don't know if I can still say it's still the new manager bounce because... Um, <laughs> These are the same players that were shit under Tuchel, so I don't know what's changed. So maybe still the new manager bounce, but uh, players are starting to own their shit. At players like Mount, for instance, he's been he's been unreal the last two games, and I'm like, where has his Mount been all this while? So, and guess what? Kepa has been keeping clean sheets. <laughs> I never thought. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day Kepa keeps consecutive clean sheets. I'm like, what's what's happening? The, the guy is boiling right now. Uh, putting Mendy on the bench. Like, Kepa is number one again. <laughs> All I can say is Chelsea fans are so hard to please. <laughs> Chelsea fans. No, no, we are actually. That's, that's yeah. a standard. There's a standard. So you can't blame us for, <laughs> for wanting to keep that. Uh, but it's good times with Chelsea. Um, I can't say Wolves were any competition per se. I'm really looking forward to the game against um, Arsenal. I know that's still way back. I think November sixth or so. So that's the really yeah that's November sixth. Yeah, that's the the big test. I feel we're we're going to have. So till then, let's let's hope things continue the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. So Ibuka, right now you're the. You're the Chelsea expert, so just break it down for us, man. Please break it down for us. Uh, like we, we already said a lot. It's it's looking like you know new manager bounce plus a little extra. You know Potter has some spells that he's, he's casting at Cobham, and you know that's reflected in the players' performances. Uh, aside Kepa, there are a few other guys that have stepped up. Uh, Kulibali has been good. Last uh, three games, um, Trevor Chaloba stepping up, uh, Mason Mount. Mason Mount is he's playing like really good football. I'm happy for him. I have an issue with him still. Like reward, I don't know why. If it's another player, right? If the player is off form. Your managers will typically drop the player. You Pulisic is one bad game away from being benched for the next two, three, four games, right? Kai Havertz seems the same. And every other person that attacking um, position will be Sterling. But then Macy Mount is the only player in Chelsea that can go uh what in 2020-21 season? Uh yeah. Or the one before that, the COVID season. He went 19 consecutive appearances without a goal. He's the only person that can give what two open player assists and how many um, in in a year or so, and my, my problem is like, whenever he's underperforming, yeah. he still never gets dropped. Yeah. So that is actually that's the only problem with the guy. Thanks to his character, his personality, because I think he's been through like three coaches now, and it's still the same yeah. thing. Remember when Lampard was here, and we we're all calling him Lampard's boy and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Otuko came, and it was the same thing. Now it's Potter and it's still the same thing. So there's definitely something we're not seeing or something we yeah, refuse to see. That's, that's something that I really like to know what it is. 
But you know, that aside, the boy is actually playing well. Obama Young is scoring. Um, I still have some issues within the team. I think that there's still creativity issues, even though it's not so glaring at the moment, but we still have issues with creativity. We still have people that are used to, you know, the previous style of play, which was more about ball retention. So when they get into some positions, what they're thinking is, I need to keep the ball instead of like taking a risk and playing that pass. But there are lots of things that are good that happen at Chelsea at the moment. We have enough reasons to be excited. And now I'm even looking at, you know, Mason Mount as a potential FPL addition uh, to my team or, you know, things like that because he's guaranteed to start and he's actually playing well. Like, Reward, are you looking at bringing any Chelsea player into your FPL team? Hmm. It's interesting you asked me this because I literally just took out two Chelsea players. So I had three Chelsea players <laughs> playing into <laughs> I had three Chelsea players going into game week nine, and we know what Potter did. He became the new pep, and he benched yeah. three of my partners. I had Sterling, I had um, James, and I had Chilwell. All three were benched. James came on with for one point, and now James mm. is injured. So I've taken out James, and I've also taken out Sterling because I really don't know what I know what Potter, I know what Potter is doing. I think yeah, he's doing the best he can to utilize the squad he has with the. Um, short period of time between games, right? So, but I think he's also very rotation happy. So I'm, I'm gladly staying away from Chelsea players. Uh, <laughs> James was the standout, but now he's injured, so he's definitely not going to play against Villa. He might play against United, but I don't know. Um, I just don't want to. <laughs> he's too expensive for that. For that shit, really. He's been yeah. dropping one point. One one point almost every game week now, so I just took him out. Um, I still have um, I still have Chilwell, and I got in. Cucurella was funny enough. Cucurella was my replacement for James, so um, let's see how it goes. But I won't advise anybody to get in Chelsea players just because of the rotation risk. Unless you're going for someone like Mount that is rotation proof. I think Mount would definitely get benched this game week because he's played like three game weeks in three games in a row. I don't think that's healthy for him, so he could get dropped. I think that's why he got the he got subbed off after forty five yeah, minutes against Milan. Exactly. So it, you know he's, he's still I, I believe he's still going to start against Aston Villa, but yeah, yeah, I think it's it's best to be safe with Chelsea assets and exactly. maybe they're better assets in that price range. So I don't think he yeah, should yeah, Mount is... yeah, I, I, I the same price as you know, Mr. Mount. So if you are feeling right. risky, <laughs> if you are not hitter like reward, <laughs> that and doesn't like tapping merchants, then yeah, you can you can do something about it. Yeah, just talking about talking about uh, rotational risk. Now, City had another lovely Saturday evening uh, in Manchester, and they won against um, Southampton. So, what's what's this what's this about City? Are they now unstoppable? Like, are they just cruising right now? Because it seems like all they do is just win games and just go home. That's all they do right now, win games and go home. And reward, how many city assets do you have? Like, what kind of, how many assets do you think we can capitalize on right now and make our squads, like, stronger? 
Yeah, so City assets are an interesting prospect. I think they're the best. Currently with Arsenal, they're the best in the game. So, of course, it's to advise anybody to triple up on Arsenal and City assets. But the caveat here is that next game week, game week 12, both teams blank. So, really, you can only bench three players. So, if you have more than three players from City and Arsenal, you definitely have something, some thinking to do going into next game week. But going forward, after the blank game week, definitely need a triple up on both. So they are really good. Currently, I have KDB and Haaland, um, and I'm keeping it that way. So for City assets, I would say they're definitely a keep, but not a buy, right? So if you currently have them, fabulous. But also have in mind or have a thought plan regard um regard with regards to what you're going to do next game week, but. Don't buy them this game week. That's that's all I can say. Well, it seems like Pep has found a gem in Foden right now, and Foden seems um, unbenchable. Ebuka, what do you think? Yeah, like I'm so pained that I actually don't have Foden. So I have three city assets. I wish like there was a clause where you could pay more money to own four i would have actually done that to get Foden in i have cancelo i have kdb and i have of course erling Haaland. now you know last game week i ate good because cancelo gave me like 18 points and it was a good one for me but i've been missing out on those folding points and i don't know how long i can keep missing out on those points like i am this close to doing either a KDB for Foden exchange or uh, getting rid of Cancelo, who I have like an FPL and also a personal attachment to to now be able to afford a third city player. Like Those are things that are going through my mind right now because I love KDB to pieces. But, you know, at the moment, KDB has 59 points and Foden has 62 um, KDB is more expensive, so if you are going for a folding, you know that you have more money to play around. So these are the things that you definitely think about. And KDB is doing a lot in assists. He has nine assists, or let me say nine FPL assists this season. And folding, um, sorry, and he has just one goal. So he's not scoring a lot, but he's assisting to like balance it all up. But then if you're looking at Foden, Foden is someone that is doing a bit of both. Six goals scored and four um, FPL assists registered. So it's kind of like balancing it where oh, I'm not scoring today, I'm assisting. But with KDB, it is heavily skewed towards assisting, uh, which, you know, it has its own implications. Like you don't get enough points from assists as much as you get with goals. So it's it's a very sensitive period for me because if not for blank game week twelve, I'd have been strategizing on how to bring Foden into my team. But because of blank game week twelve, there's really no need to do much now. Um, I I'm going to bench my three city assets, and I have to find a way to sort out my Arsenal thing because you know Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, like I need to find a way to get these guys uh, out of my team and bring in. You know, whoever is going to help me in game week 12. But yeah, I'm happy for Foden that is finding his form. Good season so far. Just hope that I can keep it up. He's playing Liverpool next. It's going to be a tough game. I, I don't know if he's going to do what he did against Manchester United. Albers, could you remind us what 
Foden did against Manchester United. Like I used to suffer from you know amnesia. Sometimes. I think every I think everyone knows. Um, everyone listening to this podcast knows. I know. Reward knows. The fact that you don't know. No, I told just, you that. Like, as in, like I'm not. I, I can't really remember. But just tell me what, what did Foden do against Manchester United? He played good football. Scored a hat trick. Uh-huh, thank you. That hat trick. Okay, that's what I was, I was. I don't know if he's going to do that against Liverpool. Seems unlikely, but uh, he's an interesting asset to own if you have him. For me, that I don't have him, I'm just going to be watching the game, hoping that he doesn't do too much. Ibuka, just know this is on record that you've been hurting my feelings all week. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry no, no, about no. that. I've <laughs> actually been hurting your feelings this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now the world knows. But yeah, but we what? Do you think Foden is the best eight million plus midfielder right now to own? Yeah, I think he makes he makes that case pretty easy. Um, I know last week we discussed this on the pod, and it was pretty unanimous that yes, Foden is the best eight million plus midfielder to own. Um, I know there are cases for people like Madison, Zaha. Um, Bowen, Bowen scored again. So, yeah, but I think for the I, I don't trust Bowen. I don't know why. Maybe because he plays for West Ham. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust. Him. I think Foden is clear. He looks like he can score a hat trick in every game. So, true, mm. sure, true. Sure. He looks really good. And, but I just want to find out from any one of you: Have you ever met a Newcastle fan? Because I've met a Newcastle fan, and the way, literally, <laughs> like a, a friend of mine, and the way he praises Bruno um, Gomez, uh, he feels Bruno Gomez is way better than KDB. Wow. And, like, I literally, like, I'm serious. Like, I think Bruno Gomez is like, a, I think Newcastle fans feel like he's a god, literally. But, this weekend when Newcastle was something else and I don't want to say they're an amazing team right now yeah but 5-1 that's a lot come on that's mm-hmm. a lot and I know Brentford is not just a walk in the park so really what went wrong in that game yeah I think I think Newcastle were just Newcastle were just too good um for reasons best known to Almiron he, he's having like he's just entering to like maybe the form of his life because you know this is someone that we know has you know tr- pace trickery but he doesn't seem to get it right in front of goal but then the last two game weeks he's had what 15 and 7 points he's just looking like a different player and Newcastle as a whole, they're looking like a very good team. My only problem is, you know, don't concede now. Some of us have Pope and Trippier. Like, what's wrong with you? But, you know, that aside, the team is actually playing well. Um, Bruno Guimaraes is, I don't know, like, the guy is, he's making a lot of sense. Like, if you actually watch him play, he's really good. Came in in January. A lot was said about him choosing to go to Liverpool, um, to Liverpool, choosing to go to Newcastle. Uh, but he's been delivering like since day one. And for someone with his price, 
you know you don't expect a lot from him but he's actually performing like above my expectations this is a what now 5.6 million pound midfielder and um he's he's been doing well in you know last game he had 15 points he scored two goals he doesn't haul a lot so he's not someone that i would recommend anybody to buy when it comes to fpl uh, but the last two game weeks, he has actually done well. Uh, there was an assist against Fulham in the 4-1 win, and then two goals in the 5-1 victory against Brentford. So he's also a good player. Um, Amiron is the top Newcastle midfielder, so that is weird. And the rewards boy, if you if you know reward, you know there's a player in Newcastle that loves pieces. He loves Saint Maximan to pieces, like. He loves that guy to pieces, but he, he's been injured. To be fair to him, he's been injured for a bit. Um, before the injury, uh, game, week, game week three, he had three assists against Man City in that 3 3 draw. He had a goal the next game against Wolves, that sweet volley. And then he, you know, got injured, missed what, four games, and then came back against Brentford. So that is someone that. If you if you're looking to bring in a Newcastle asset, you can look at because everything kind of goes through him. And now that he's back fit, it's you can expect a bit more from Newcastle. For me, I own Trippier, I own Pope. Uh, those are my guys. I don't think I want to add any of their midfielders. Reward, I don't know if you have a different opinion. Yeah, the experts. Loki, Loki Pope has been a disaster since I brought that guy in. Yes, like I, I think I'm the one that sports him. I actually take full responsibility <laughs> for that. I am the one that sports him because I think I think I ate I ate good game week six, right? And then after that, it's just been two, 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 two. And I'm like, guy, please now. Like this Brentford game pained me because I was like, I was you know, they were leading, clean sheets, and then to give away the penalty, I'm like, come on now. Like I was so close. Ah but yeah, I I, I don't know about you know. Newcastle, like only their assets. I just have two of them, and I, I think I'm okay with it too. If Isha comes back, you know, that's someone that I would look at. Callum Wilson is um, slowly finding himself again. You know, the last two games for New, uh, Newcastle have been very good, but you know, judging them just based on that, it's, it's going to be tricky. They still have some strange fixtures coming up. They are playing uh, Manchester United away, uh, then they have Everton at home, Tottenham away. So, uh, I'm, I'm not adding any extra Newcastle assets to my team. Uh, what about you? Any Newcastle assets in your view? No, I think I agree with it because I just have Pope and Trippy. I'm, I don't think I'm adding any anyone else. Yeah. When when the FPL expert agrees with you know we that are on <laughs> it shows that we are on the right path. You know. <laughs> There's a plan. We are getting somewhere. You've not, you, you can't see it now. It's not clear. Uh, don't look at our points. It's not reflecting our points, but there's a long-term strategy, Albert. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? How much can you Albert, you play FPL. Albert is so weird because I remember when we were talking about... Um, was it KDB or something? And then he was like, oh, yeah, he, uh, something, something, Salah. And I'm like, you have Salah? Like, yes, he still has Salah. <laughs> I was like, oh, but, like, the faith you have in Salah, if you had it in your last relationship, bro, you'll be married by now. Like, what? How can you still have 
How do you separate how do you separate um football emotions from FPL numbers? It's so like you really need to be like rewards, you really know how to do that, literally. Well yeah. I I remember, I remember earlier this season when everybody was was shouting Trent isn't scoring, telling Trent isn't scoring. And mm. I took Trent out and the next game he scored and gave an assist. Yeah. And I was like, come on. I just started muting everybody, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> but then you still own that Trent. You still own Trent. No, I don't own Trent. I don't own Trent. Uh, okay, because we moved yeah, on. Guy. We moved on. But in serious notes, if you still if you still own Salah, just keep him because you've owned him through <laughs> through the story. <laughs> right. it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to to let him go now because really, yeah. I think going forward, I think he'll be a good asset going forward, especially in the blank game week. So if you own him, just leave him. You well, let me get free tips from you. Yeah. So okay. you know, I have I have three Man City assets. Right, mm-hmm. Cancelo, KDB, Haaland. Um, I have two Arsenal assets, Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus. Now, you know, I, I, I'm struggling to because I feel Gabriel Jesus is not even justifying his price point. An eight point zero striker that scores good as if he's six point six point five or something. But anyway, that aside, like, um, Luis I had Luis Diaz, you know, give an assist against Arsenal, got injured. So I need to definitely get rid of him. And I have Anthony Gordon. Like I think I own the wrong Everton assets because he, he will he's be in who... he's suspended as well. So yeah, no, sorry. Uh, there's a red. Okay, there's a red on him, yeah. Yeah, he's suspended. Yeah. Five, yeah, yeah. Like just just imagine that. So <laughs> like you know, trying to balance preparing for game week eleven and then I'm looking for I'm gonna use your wild card. Yeah, I've used my wild card. Wow. Okay. I use my work card. So I have but well, good thing is I have two free transfers. Okay. And my plan was to was to get rid of um to sell Diaz and um sell Gabriel Jesus or yeah, sell Diaz and or leave Gabriel Jesus and just like roll roll that one extra transfer to the next game week where I can now get rid of Jesus and Martinelli and get people in because you know Aston is playing leads. And yep. you know, it seems like a fixture that Asta is going to eat good. Yeah. So I don't think it should sell. I don't think it should sell. Yeah. Anything. It seems, it seems like just a, yeah. It seems like just a sell Diaz, keep the extra transfer for the next game week, and then use it to, to get rid of the Aston guys. That's more like it. I won't sell either Man City or Arsenal assets this game uh, Man City will uh, eat good against Liverpool. Uh, Arsenal will definitely eat good against You Liverpool. think Man City will eat good against Liverpool? Like, it's going to be a dis... Um, trust me, if you, think, you, if you, think, they did anything, if you think they did anything to, to man you, just wait for what they'll do to Liverpool. <laughs> but Liverpool. We, saw, we saw that... Okay, Rangers were, Rangers were actually shit. And for whatever reason, their goalkeeper was playing like the 12th man for Liverpool. Because a lot of the, the goals came from his poor clearances and he was making non-existent saves. But Liverpool, you know, scoring seven, Salah scoring a hat-trick, it just feels like, you know, it feels like they are the bad. Way Van Dijk, the way Van Dijk has been defending and Matip is now injured. So, trust mm. me, Haaland is going to be good. There's no stopping Haaland. Uh, okay, Trent is injured. Joe Gomez came in against Rangers. He had an assist. Um... 
I'm hoping, I'm expecting him to start. I don't know if he's going to deliver. There's still that Simicas and Robertson, you know, battle. And from an FPL perspective, you know, you'd, you'd be surprised that Simicas is just five points behind Robertson while playing with less less games. So, so I don't even know who he's going to be um, starting for, for Liverpool at this point. But one person I wanted to talk about quickly before we wrap up is Roberto Firmino because he is so underrated. You know, nobody is desperate to bring him in their team. But, you know, this guy is, this guy is giving us reasons to, you know, think about bringing him in. Maybe not in this game week, but the next one. Uh, from from game week four, yeah, talking about someone that has scored, you know, fifty points between game week four and game week ten, right? The twenty two against Bournemouth, nine against Newcastle, played forty five minutes against Everton, then against Brighton, scored two goals against Arsenal. I came from the he, he came in and scored like this. This guy is he's. You know, having a good season, Champions League against Rangers, uh, he got two goals. Like reward, is he someone that you think has forced his way into everyone's watch list at least? The problem is Liverpool as a team are, are shit right yeah. now. So yeah, and his price point is tricky as a striker. He's even more expensive than Gabriel Jesus. So oh no, they're about the same price now. He's oh, eight point zero. Oh. Yeah, eight point zero, eight point zero. He's a good, he's a good shot, but my problem is Nunez is back as well, so and mm. no club would like to rotate them. So, are you ready to take that risk with? Exactly. <laughs> going to be rotation risk. I'm not sure any team that's really not playing at their full potential. I'm not sure you want mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, and I think one of the disadvantages Diogo Jota on FPL is a forward this season. Yeah, so that's another thing. And he's more expensive than at the moment than Nunes and Firmino. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, it's, it's a bit tricky. I won't, I won't yeah. advise anyone. Fingers crossed. Now, the game we're about to get into right now is quite a tricky one. So, only an expert like Reward can give us the real strategies. Uh, we've seen that one of the most transferred player in right now is trusted, and the most captain right now is Haaland. So, are you asking if I have trusted? <laughs> Why do I think that you're um, monitoring my transfers? <laughs> because I just brought, I just brought, I just brought in trusted as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so that's the plan for this game. You guys don't tell me. I know the most captain right now is Haaland, so of of course, yeah. like that, that's everyone's permanent captain. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a very safe option, and you really don't want to be taking too many risks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite a safe option right now. Um, so Ibka, now just think about it. Let's see how we can put like a very nice team for people to put together to actually ah. have in their squad. Um, right. I, honestly, I'll just, I'll just, give, I'll just, I'll just break it down to you guys right now because mm-hmm. I'm actually going with a bad three for this game week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ha- having Cancelo, Trippier, and maybe I might have James in my team. 
just me. The James is not playing. Though. You can't have James. Though. James is not playing. Like it's, it's confirmed that he's going to miss. Uh, he's going to miss the game. So you can't have James, bro. Ah, uh, sad. I need to get someone else then. You can see why you're the expert. I need to come. To you. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> okay, so you just get someone else. Then what about your midfield? Uh, my midfield is looking more like De Bruyne, Martinelli, Madsen, mm-hmm. and Zaha. De Bruyne, Martinelli. I have those ones too. Madison, Zaha. Well, I still have Rashford. I don't intend to sell Rashford. I'm selling Diaz and I need to just figure out who I'm going to get. I might go Madison or Trossard. I have not made a decision yet. So, something I have to think about. But, yeah. Let's let's see how it goes. You know, my current team right now doesn't have Trossard and I'm a bit worried. Yeah, you know, there's this thing about peer pressure in FPL where everybody has somebody and then you're looking stupid. That was me and Haaland before because everyone had Haaland. Me, I went with Kane. I went with, you know, the the things you hear when English uh, pundits are talking. He knows the league. He knows English football. All those kind of things. So I went with Kane and then uh, I just see my boy Haaland popping hat tricks and I'm just there. (laughs) No. No, no, no. I had to get to Haaland. So, yeah. Um, I, I think Trussard is someone that I might get in. It's between him and Madison. Um, I'm leaning towards Trussard because I want to use that money to, you know, do some other things in my squad. But, yeah, let's see how it goes in uh, Game Week 11. I don't think a team is complete without Haaland. So yes. right now my front my front three is actually Mitrovic Haaland and Ivan Tony. Um, so yeah, I think just having Haaland enough is mm. more like a relief. Um, definitely he always produces and you definitely exactly. get points. Exactly. From him. So yeah, so I think behind the scenes we'll find out how to get James out of my team and replace him <laughs> with someone else. Yeah, brother, we have, have to. Quite heartbreaking yeah. news. <laughs> yeah, we have to Anyways, well, yeah, looking forward to game week 11. It's quite an interesting game week. Um, really interesting game week that we're about to step into. Hopefully, we see. Um, like, I know so many people are wait, hoping to see Newcastle pull off a 5 1 against Manchester United. <laughs> but. I would love it, but I, I think United will win. I'm hoping Rashford pops, you know, two goals, and I'm good. Nah, but I, 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 I know, I know United will win, but like, I'm just trying to ensure that people don't get their hopes too high. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I, even on a bad day, Newcastle won't do it on a bad day. So, all right, definitely. <laughs> um, it's going to be an amazing Super Sunday with Liverpool and Man City also. Um, hopefully Liverpool comes to that game like Liverpool of yeah. the real clubs Liverpool. I don't we don't know who this Liverpool is right now. Like they right. feel they look they look weak, they look uninterested, they look deserted, like literally. Like losing money feels like they just lost an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. They really need to come to this game. Um it's really going to be that 
Nunez versus Haaland that we 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 that conversation died. Yeah. It, just, it just died. Like I was so like, come on, it just died. Like Haaland just left him behind, man. So really want that competition right now. Let's see how. Let's see if that is is a, is a conversation that we can kick off again. The Nunez versus Haaland conversation. Lots of exciting games in this game week 11, man. Okay, fingers crossed. We get the points that, we, that we deserved and the, and the points that we've earned. And hopefully Aston Villa does it at, does it to Chelsea. <laughs> 70 plus points this game week and the Chelsea victory and I'm good. That's all I want. I'm uh, asking for too much. Yeah, yeah. Alright, 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 cool, cool, cool. It's all good. It was quite an exciting episode, man. It's quite an exciting episode. Yeah. Can take us home, man. Take us home. Alright, thanks guys. Thank you for making it this far. We are the empty stands and we'd like to hear from you. You know, if you are on our group chats or you're following us on Twitter, please drop your teams, ask questions. You know, we have a community of FPL experts that would love to look at your teams and give you tips and maybe some tricks that you can try in game week 11 and also in game week 12 because you have to start planning ahead to you know make up for the loss of the Man City and the Arsenal players in game week 12. But it's been great you know doing this with you Albert thank you so much for your time uh thanks reward Let's do this some other time. Probably next week. Yeah, I'll probably do this next week. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. Have a fruitful game week 11. Green arrows, everyone. Take care.